pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means.
Good evening, everybody. Great to be back home. And we're glad that you're here at Victory Christian Fellowship tonight to experience times of refreshing that come from His presence. Heavenly Father, you're so good and gracious. We've come here tonight to praise your name, to lift you up in this place, to experience your goodness and your grace, Lord, just to stand in awe of you. Lord, we praise the name of Jesus, and we give you glory and honor in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Well, let's stand together. Are you ready to worship tonight? Bless the Lord, oh, mighty one. Bless the Lord, you heavenly host. Bless the Lord, all you his angels. And let all you sing for his praise. 
bless you, Lord. Arise in this place, O Lord. Arise in us. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we bless the Lord God Almighty. You are worthy, worthy, worthy of our praise, O Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your word. Oh, thank you for your hand. And how you bless and move. Thank you for your power, Lord. Your matchless power. You're the Almighty God. And we bless you. And praise you. <coughs> give you glory and honor and praise. Holy, holy, holy. Is the Lord God Almighty. And your mercies are new every morning. Thank you, Lord, for being in our midst. And thank you for speaking to us. It is time to arise, for it is time for you to shine. I've given you my light. I've caused you to reflect my glory. So go. Go to your neighbors. Go to your friends. Go and tell my story. I've called you, and I've chosen you to myself. I've given you all that you need to go. Go and show. Show them my love. Show them my power. Show them my goodness this very hour. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks and praise, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seats. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hello, VCS. I got my sticky note for announcements. <sighs> I'm so glad to be here. You know why? Well, there's lots of reasons, but one of the reasons, you know, that the word refreshing. When I think refreshing, I think of like when you drink something cold, it's really hot out or something like that, right? Or, you know, since it's really cold outside, go home and get like a hot shower. It's very refreshing, right? And it's because it is different than the environment that you're in, right? You are here at VCF where the word of God is spoken. It is different than the world's atmosphere. It is very refreshing. So that's Wednesday night. Welcome to Wednesday night. <laughs> that's the intro. Okay. And we welcome back Pastor Doug from Liberia. <laughs> we are looking forward to hear everything he has to say. I know it was a huge success and that the people were ministered to and they had a great time. All right. Thursday, tomorrow, or maybe tomorrow's that way. Okay. 
We have Bible Adventure. That's for third through fifth graders. They come from our elementary schools, or if they want, if they're homeschooled as well, they are more than welcome to come. They come to VCF for an hour of refreshing Bible time. Right? They get to come out of their school atmosphere and here to church for an hour every week. <clears throat> okay, and then for Saturday. So not this Saturday, December 2nd, but next Saturday, December 9th, we are having our youth breakfast. That is happening at 9, and I'm going to do a short lesson. Focus on the word short because I have to practice that. Um, (laughs) We are going to be talking about joy and peace. So it is double-double, and I'm very excited about it. So now I have to do two things in half the time. We are breaking barriers is what we're doing. (laughs) Okay, and the reason for that is because we have the Palmyra Square on Saturday, December 9th. That's from 1015 to 1045. So we have VCF, very own signature worship team that we play in the square. How awesome is that? So our worship team and what we speak, you know how we change the lyrics so that aligns with the word of God. That's what's going into our community. So you are free to join us if you are able to. But 1015 to 1045. And then after that, we're making cookies. I'm very excited to make cookies. Okay, so the youth will be making cookies. You can order them. Um, It's all by donation, so order as many cookies as you would like to. We have three different kinds. I think it's up on the screen. Yeah, snickerdoodle, molasses, and sugar cookies with sprinkles. Okay, so order lots of cookies. And then, (laughs) speaking of Christmas and Christmas cookies, if you are interested um, or have, like, kids that want to participate in the Christmas special that Abby is putting together, then you can talk to Abby about that. I know. <laughs> I don't have any details on that. My details are go see Abby, okay? <laughs> all right. That is all of our announcements. Well, praise the Lord. I think we just have Josiah tonight, so no uh, no teaching for the kids tonight. Well, we're glad you're here, and I'm glad to be back. God uh, sent us to the country of Liberia, and uh, I've never been there before, but God supernaturally worked out everything, and um, we never had a delayed flight, never had a problem through security. And um, when we were going to Liberia, I was sitting next to a lady from Liberia who lives in Arkansas, but she goes to Liberia for the winter. (laughs) 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 And uh, she said there was another guy from America that was going to Liberia. His name is Donnie. And uh, we had the privilege of meeting Donnie. Donnie is from Wisconsin. And he was going to Liberia for the very first time because he connected with a, a famous person in Liberia named Joshua Blahey. Now, Joshua Blahey was a general in the Liberian army, and uh, he was a very fierce uh, fighter, and he also worshipped a deity, a demonic spirit. And he ended up getting saved, so we connected with Donnie. And we talked with him because we were on the same flight together. And uh, so uh, Joshua Blahey came to our service on Friday night. And it just so happened 
that he actually grew up in the village of where we were having our meetings. And the funny thing about it is uh, we, we, we have been teaching about holiness and serving God. And so he, he shared briefly on Friday night, and he said that when he was a kid, he stole bread from the church. And he also stole drums when he was a kid. And so there in front of everybody, he pledged to provide bread and tea for their watch night service, which is New Year's Eve. So they're going to have that church is going to have bread and tea from Joshua uh, pledge there. And um, on our way to uh, Liberia is a mixture of dirt road and paved road. And uh, there's probably more dirt road than there is paved road. But uh, the road from the airport, um, it turns your it turns your passenger seat into vibration chairs. It's very rough, and it's about an hour ride from the airport. So we are, we had a flat tire in the van, and uh, we're on this road. It has no street lights. It's dirt, and you know, of course, they had a spare, thank God. But uh, our our van had a flat tire right in front of this house, okay? And these four guys came out. They, they were wanting to help us. And I started witnessing to them. And I just started to share Jesus with them. And we prayed. And you could see them getting louder towards the end of the prayer as they were saying, amen. God was doing something in those four men. Um, so our host, his name is Hamilton Blay. He got their number. And we were inviting them to come uh, to our meetings. And they weren't able to come, but on the way back to the airport, uh, he called them and we got to say goodbye to them. And just to encourage them. Uh, Liberia is a very poor country. Uh, People live in um, a lot of shacks. Some of them are wood structures and some of them are covered with tin on the sides and the roofs. And... um, but we, we, did, we went and did a victory uh, crusade there where we taught uh, in the mornings and then we had uh, revival services at night. Uh, Gabriel had never preached a sermon in front of a group of people. His first sermon was in Liberia. And uh, on uh, Friday night, he did two sermons in one day. <laughs> so uh, it was fantastic. And uh, Brother Steve... Uh, Hoffman, you know, he just enjoyed himself, and uh, we got to minister to um, probably 10 to 20 pastors, because we had a core group of eight, and then um, we had other pastors come uh, to the day session. Some of them couldn't come back for the night sessions, and uh, they were greatly blessed. The only music that we had were a set of drums and shakers, and that was the only music. And the Liberians, uh, they do a lot of a cappella worship. Someone will start singing, and then everybody starts singing, and they hit a note. Like, it's just, it's kind of indescribable. It's like a sweet spot in music. And you can hear the sounds of the voice all hitting this note. And they're very vibrant. And uh, all the pastors, they get up there and say, In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody says, Amen. <laughs> and... Um, uh, the people that we were with, they speak English, but they also speak Crew. Uh, that's uh, their tribal language. Uh, they're the third largest tribe in Liberia. And uh, 
Everything in Liberia is in American dollars. Um, you can buy everything in American dollars. We went to a grocery store. All they took was American dollars. And um, it was pretty amazing. One night, uh, I felt like someone was going to give a tongue, and then I was going to interpret. And so I said, uh, if you feel led to uh, speak in tongues, stand up. And someone stood up, and they started speaking English. I said, no, speak in tongues. And then um, <clears throat> it was funny because I, had, I was talking about Peter stepping out of the boat a little bit. And here was the name, Pastor Peter was, was here, and he was the one that gave the tongue. And uh, he was also the one that got hit with laughter. So they were laughing in Liberia, and we, we danced in Liberia. We, w- we would dance down the aisle and come back. We all had a big circle. And uh, Liberia's food is spicy. It was spicier than India. So uh, we looked it up. Liberia is like the ten in the top ten of spiciest countries. So I had tongues of fire. I was getting very emotional <laughs> over my meal. <laughs> but we had we had a lot of fun. Uh, we stayed at a nice place, and then uh, every morning at ten we had a meeting. But we would get picked up like ten thirty, and uh, <clears throat> because the traffic. <laughs> the traffic in Liberia um, is very, very congested. Uh, it's quite amazing. <laughs> so w- w- we, the meeting would start when we would get there. <laughs> and then we would, we would preach for two hours in the morning. And then they asked us questions afterwards. So uh, it was kind of funny because... They, they, they like uh, took about a half hour, 40 minutes, and we answered questions. And then we would have lunch, and we would uh, stay there um, at the church that we were ministering um, because going back and forth in the cars just uh, it takes up too much time. So, uh, and it, it's very hot there. Uh, we sweat a lot. I, I don't know why people live in the hottest places, eat the hottest food. I don't understand that, but... I'll have to pray and get a revelation on that. I don't know. But the food was very good. But and they, have, they, they make one of their main dishes. They put three meats together in one pot, chicken, fish, and beef in a broth. And usually they have rice. They usually eat rice with every meal. And then uh, sometimes we had plantains and uh, different things. And uh, God just was uh, moved wonderfully. The pastors were greatly blessed and encouraged. And you guys had a great success because we, uh, I just want to thank everybody who gave and uh, participated in that. You touched another part of the world and they want, they want me to come back and do a crusade. <laughs> so, uh, you know, God willing, let's, let's believe God for our own plane. Because yeah. we had about 20 hours of fly time, uh, you know, and uh, we, left, we left there on a Saturday and we got there on Sunday night, and then coming back, we left on a Sunday night, and we got back here on Monday. And uh, it's just a lot easier to have our own plane where you could just have minimal stops. But uh, So let's believe God. Amen? Yeah, some of the pastors don't have Bibles. Most of the people don't have running water. Uh, in the village where the church was, there's wells, in, and uh, they, they do their wash by a washboard. 
and um, no running water, no refrigerators. Most of them don't have TVs. So uh, that kind of gives you an idea of the country. Um, but uh, God just gave us divine connections, and Pastor Hamilton was amazed at how he, he testified to the other pastors how we witnessed from the time we got off the plane to the time that we got to the church. And we were just talking about Jesus. Um, we went to a restaurant Wednesday night uh, when we got back to our place we were staying. And there was a pastor there who was a waiter. And he saw Gabriel's hat. Gabriel was wearing a Kingdom Arise hat. And the pastor talked to Gabriel. And that pastor came to our meeting the next morning. So God just did things like that. Um, and it was incredible. A lot of people got touched. I believe some people got healed. And uh, God did a great work. So to God be the glory. You guys have a part in Liberia. And we were able to touch a nation that we've never been to. So uh, Victory Christian Fellowship has conducted a crusade in Kenya and a crusade in Liberia. So we've we've, uh, led those and conducted those. And uh, God is good. Amen? Amen. And Sunday, I'm going to wear an African shirt that they gave me uh, with a hat. (laughs) So... uh, that, that was kind of funny because we didn't expect it. I had just got done preaching. I had my dress shirt on, and then I had to put this up. This, it's a hand-woven shirt that's heavy. And I had to put it over my dress shirt, and I'm sweating. Sweat's pouring down. But uh, God is good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you ready for the word tonight? Yeah. All right. We're going to get into this uh, word tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to turn with me to the book of Esther, the book of Esther, and uh, we're going to begin there in, uh, we'll go to Esther chapter uh, 4, and we're going to start with verse uh, 13. You know, uh, sometimes in life, tough times can arise. But I want to encourage you tonight that you can find God in tough times. Amen? We can find God in tough times. Because there's nothing that surprises God. And when things come up, when things develop, we can turn to God and get answers. Because God's got all the answers. He has all the solutions. And uh, I want to just say that, you know, there was a man named Haman who was in the kingdom of Persia. And he was a prominent person. And he, he was like second in command. And he expected everyone to bow down to him. But there was a Jew named Mordecai who refused to bow. Amen. We need some Mordecais today who refused to bow to uh, positions. Because Mordecai, he was committed to only bow to God. Because bowing is a sign of worship. And um, so it made Haman mad. And when he found out that Mordecai was a Jew, he didn't just want to take his anger out on one person. He wanted to take his anger out on an entire race. And he wanted to destroy, annihilate, and 
kill an entire race of people because one person didn't bow to him when he entered a, a room. And so we pick up, and he offered 10,000 pieces of silver to pay, and he, he got the king to make this decree that the Jews should be annihilated. And uh, so uh, we pick it up here in Esther chapter 4 and verse 13. And the Bible says this. Uh, he, he, was, uh, he had found out about this, and he was in sackcloth in the middle of the square, and uh, Esther was trying to, uh, Esther was communicating to him, and then he said this, verse 13, Then Mordecai commanded uh, to Esther, Think not with yourself that you shall escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if you altogether hold your peace at this time, there shall be an enlargement and a deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. You know, that's faith talking. Mordecai said, look, if you don't do something, God will raise up someone else. Amen? Say, God's got a solution to every problem. He just needs some people with faith that are, that are willing to believe him no matter what. And uh, he said, but you and your father's house shall be destroyed. And who knows whether you are come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther bade them return Mordecai, the, Mordecai this answer. All right? So we're going to get into, see, uh, you know, Mordecai discovered what was going to happen to his people. And Esther, who Mordecai was the guardian of, it wasn't even his daughter, it was his uncle's daughter, but he treated her like his daughter. Okay? And, uh, you know, he discovered this. So if you discover a behavior in your life, or a habit in your life, or an inclination in your life, or a pattern in your life, or a thought that is contrary to God to the, and his plans and his purpose or his will for you, you must change it now. Everybody say now. Okay? Because the more those things continue in your life, the more damage it will do to you. Okay? So... Mordecai uncovered a plot to annihilate, destroy, kill, or steal, and it requires sift, uh, swift and decisive action. Okay? And uh, so number one, we're going to get this from uh, verse uh, 16. All right? Number one, you've got to prepare your heart for God to reveal his plan. Everybody say prepare your heart. See, when you, when you find these things that come up in your life, it could be a, a behavior, it could be a pattern, it could be a, a thought process, it could be a mindset, right? And you know that that mindset or that behavior or that thought is against God's word, right? Well, guess what? If it's against God's word, it's going to destroy you, annihilate you, and kill you, right? So you've got to deal with it swiftly and decisively. And in order to do that, you've got to prepare your heart. Amen? So this is what Esther did. In verse uh, 16, she said, Go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast for me. Neither eat, uh, neither eat nor drink for three days, day and night. I also and my handmaidens will fast likewise. And so I will go in to the king. See, in order to go to the king, she needed to get God's plan. 
Because if she went to the king unannounced, the, the rule was if you showed up unannounced to the king when he didn't call you, you'd die. Okay? So what Esther did was she's going to fast and pray. She's going to set her heart to seek God to get his plan, to get his strategy. Amen? So we got to prepare. Say, I got to prepare my heart for God to reveal his plan. So Esther's, Esther said, I'm going to take three days and I'm going to fast and pray. I'm going to suspend my physical appetite and I'm going to focus on God. I'm going to get to a place where I can hear God's voice and get God's plan. Amen. Why? What came up? The annihilation of her people. The annihilation of her. The, Haman wanted to snuff out the Jews' existence. I would say that that's something that came up and you didn't plan on. Right? So Esther took three days to get her focus on God, to get God's plan, and then she was going to go into the king. But she wasn't going to go to the king without a plan. Amen? It's important that we have to know how to seek God. All right? Go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. Deuteronomy 4, 29. And here's what it says. It says, but from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him. When you search for him with all your heart and all your mind. What happens when you seek God? You're going to find him. What happens when you find him? You're going to get the answer. You're going to get the solution. You're going to get the way out. You're going to get the divine strategy to overcome what has just come up in life. It doesn't matter what the problem is. We have got to... Develop a habit of going to God, seeking God, taking time to get God's voice so that we can act properly, rightly, and victoriously. Amen? So, seek the Lord with all your heart and with all your mind, and you'll find Him. Verse 30, when you are in distress. How many has ever been in distress at one time or another? We all have been. Amen? If you're in distress and tribulation, and all these things come on you, in the latter days you will return to the Lord your God and listen to his voice. How many are listening today? For the Lord your God is a merciful and compassionate God. He will not fail you. Can you say amen? amen. He will not fail you, nor destroy you. Nor forget the covenant with your fathers, which you swore to them. All right, go to First Chronicles chapter 28. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 8. Hallelujah. So something came up in Esther's life. She was in a position of authority to do it, do something about it. But before she acted, before she did something about it, she took time to seek God. That's so important. See, this is about finding God in tough times. Look, if you're going to find God, you've got to seek for God. But when you seek for him, he's easy to find. But he, he just wants some people to look to him. He just wants some people to trust in him. He just wants some people to believe in him. Amen? 
Why? That pleases God. So 1 Chronicles 28.8. 1 Chronicles 28.8. And I'll read it from the Amplified. He says, now therefore. <laughs> that's faith talk right there. Now. See, when, when things come up, your first thought, your first inclination ought to be, what, is, what does God want me to do? What is God saying about this? Amen? Now, therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the assembly of the Lord, and in the hearing of our God, observe and seek after all the commandments of the Lord your God, so that you may possess the good land and leave an inheritance for your sons after you forever. Verse 9, as for, Sol- as for you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father. Have a personal knowledge of him. Be acquainted with him. Understand him. Appreciate him and cherish him. Serve him with a blameless heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all the hearts and minds and understands every intent and inclination of the thoughts if you seek him. Everybody say, if you seek him. So why does he say if? Because seeking him is not automatic. Seeking is something that you've got to make a decision to do. Okay? Now, therefore, the best time is now. When, when, do you do, when, do you search, uh, when do you seek God? You should seek him every day, but especially when a problem arises. Okay? Then he said, observe and seek after God's word. If you want to possess the land, you've got to have God's word. God's word is the key to possessing because God's word contains his promises. God's word gives you the ability to possess what God said is yours. Okay? Then he said, know the God of your father. We've got to have personal knowledge of God. We've got to be acquainted with God. How do you get to know God? Spend time with him. Spend time with him. Time with God doesn't occur just on Wednesday and Sunday. Time with God should occur every day. You have to build a relationship with God. God didn't come to set up a religion. He said he came to set up a relationship. He came to restore a broken relationship. I was sitting on the plane heading to, like, uh, we were going to Chicago, and there was a girl sitting me, and she was like doodling. I said, you're kind of artsy. She had like artsy clothes on. She looked like a, a, a hippie. <laughs> and, uh, and she was saying how spiritual she was. And I said, you know, I'm spiritual too, but I'm not religious. She's like, tell me about that. How can you be spiritual and not religious? I said, and I got to share Jesus with her. I said, God came to uh, uh, restore a broken relationship. She goes, that's cool. <laughs> then you got you, you to know God and you got to serve him with a blameless heart and a willing mind. Blameless means righteous, holy. Amen? And you've got to seek him. To seek him means to inquire. Did you know that it's okay to ask God questions? God's not nervous. Because he's got the answers. Right? So you've got to inquire of God, and you've got to ask him what he requires. What do you need from God? What do you want from God? What do you expect from God? You've got to inquire, and you've got to know what he requires and what you require. 
right? What do you need God to do? Jesus encountered a blind man. And and the blind man came to him and Jesus said, what do you want me to do? Wouldn't it be obvious? You see a blind man come to you, he wants to see. But Jesus wanted him to declare what he wanted. He wanted the blind man to say what he wanted. Amen? Do you know what you want from God? Well, I'll just take anything. Then you're going to get anything. If you want something from God, you've got to be specific about what you want. Amen? When Dr. Fiona wanted a husband, she had some specificity. There were certain things that had to occur. And if they didn't occur in me, I wouldn't have been qualified. But thank God they did. Amen? Did you notice what he says down in uh, verse uh, 10? It says, A servant with a willing mind... And, uh, oh, yeah, no, the end of verse 9. The opposite of seeking him is abandoning him. Abandoning him or forsaking him. To abandon him, uh, see, whenever a relationship with God is broken, God is not the one who moved. God is always in the same place that he always was, that he always will be, that he always is. Right? But any time a relationship with God is broken, it's the person who moved, not God. And, and the Bible says when we abandon him, you know, that, that produces rejection. To abandon is to desert, to leave, forsake, to vacate, to stop, or to cancel. You don't want to cancel the blessing. You don't want to stop the grace or the favor. Amen? How can we stop it? By not doing what God wants, not living the way God wants. That stops the blessing. God does not bless evil. He does not bless wickedness. He does not bless bad attitudes. Amen? If you don't believe me, have a bad attitude and see how God responds. When, when, when the Israelites complained after being taken out of Egypt, God says, they were complaining about Moses, right? But God says, why are they complaining about me? Oh, did God, did God say, it's okay to complain. I know it's hard, honey. No, he didn't do that. God got angry, right? When, when Moses encountered God at the burning bush, God says, I want you to go and deliver the people. And Moses said, I can't. Did that make God happy? No, because he got angry. Because Moses kept trying to give God excuses why he can't do what God said. But the very fact, he had all the ability and the equipping in the statement that God said. But when you say, oh, I can't do it, God did not, he, he wasn't happy about that. He started getting angry. So don't abandon God. Amen? You know, the Bible says about wisdom, he says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me early and diligently will find me. Proverbs 8, 17. God loves those that seek him. Amen? If we're not seeking God, we are missing vital information that leads to success and prosperity. Because God wants you to succeed in life. 
God is for you, not against you. Amen? God has not been your problem for not, for not achieving what you want. The devil's been your problem or your flesh has been your problem. Actually, the devil's already been defeated, but our flesh has not been. Oh, our flesh has got to be subdued every day. Oh, I subdued my flesh yesterday, but today's a new day. There's some more subduing to do. Amen? So, um, Matthew 7, 7, A-S-K. Ask. Everyone who asks, what happens to everyone who asks? They receive. Matthew 7, what happens to everyone that seeks? They find. What happens to everyone that knocks on the door? Every time that you knock on God's door, you'll never get a wait a minute. You'll get a come on in. God has an open door policy. God's not too busy for you. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt God. He's running the world. No, he's got time for you. God's eternal. Amen? But you've got to seek him with all your heart and all your mind. This is what Esther did. Her people were going to be annihilated. She just didn't sit down and let it happen. She, she sought God. She got a plan, and she was going to carry out that plan. She said, I'm going to fast for three days, then I'm going to go before the king, and we're going to have a little chat. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's just my personal interpretation. Say, I've got to seek God. All right, let's go back to the book of Esther, chapter 4. She's Job's neighbor. Okay? So, she, she was fasting, right? Now, uh, we're going to look at chapter 5, verse 1. Okay, now, after, this was after she fasted, after she connected with God, after she heard God's voice. Okay? Because when you fast and pray, you're going you're gonna to connect with God. Amen? Okay, so 5, five verse 1. Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel. She stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's uh, house. And and the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house. And it was so when the king saw Esther, the queen standing in the court, that she obtained favor in his sight. Come on, somebody. In order, the second point that I want to get across to you tonight is you've got to participate in God's plan, right? Once, once she fasted for three days, she fasted and prayed, no food, no water. She was just focusing on God. She had other people focusing on God, amen? God was, so God gave her a plan, okay? Now she's participating in the plan. She, she's prepared to act out what God spoke to her, what God revealed to her. She's prepared to enter the king's court, but she's entering it with a divine strategy. You know, it, it's something different when you enter a problem and you don't have the information, but when you enter the problem and you got God's divine strategy. When I went to Liberia, I wasn't afraid of anything. We even walked down the street the first day with Hamilton and his son Hamilton, Hamilton Jr., <laughs> But when I go on these trips, I'm not afraid of anything. Why? Because I know I got information from heaven. 
I didn't just, I just, just, didn't, I just didn't wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to go to Liberia. Wouldn't that be cool? No, I had some information from God. I didn't know everything that I was going to, but I knew that God sent me. And I knew Dr. Fiona, she said, when you go there, go raise hell, R-A-Z-E. That means to tear it down. Amen? And that's exactly what we did. We went in there and we preached Christ and we preached the name of Jesus. And people were touched and God moved on that village in a great and mighty way. And they're they're never going to be the same. Amen? So, Esther put on her royal robe. She put on her lipstick and her eyeshadow. She was looking good. Right? Because God probably told her, okay, you're going to go before the king, but get ready. See, you've got to follow protocol. Amen? The Bible tells us to put on your garment of praise. Put on your robe of righteousness. Put on your holy armor of light. Amen? Put on the new man. Isn't that what the Bible said? Put on the new man with new thinking, new speaking, and new acting. Amen? God, God, God gave us a closet full of clothes, and we just got to change clothes. Right? Put on your coat of many colors. Put on your manifold grace of God. Right? Put on God's divine grace and put on Christ. When you put on Christ, you show up to the battle. You know what happens? You already won. You know why David beat Goliath? Because he put on Christ with Samuel. He was anointed with oil. And he walked onto that battlefield. He looked like a shepherd on the outside, but he was a warrior king on the inside. And David, I mean, when he heard the vile words of Goliath, some, that warrior king rose up in David. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He already knew that he won the battle. Because he, he, he put on that kingly anointing. That, that he that got from the Holy Spirit. When Samuel poured that oil on him, the Bible said that, that uh, the Spirit of God came on David from that day on. Boy, you know, it's some, when you walk into a situation filled with the Holy Spirit and full of the strategy of God, it's a different, it's a different outcome. Amen? When Joshua walked to Jericho, he knew that it was his. He had the information from God. God said, I've given you the city, I've given you all the mighty men, and I've given you the king. Right? So he had that information from God. Then God gave him a strategy. March around the city six times once, and on the seventh time, seven times, and on the seventh time, blow the trumpet, and after the trumpet, shout. That was the strategy. And Joshua participated in the plan. He did what God said. Amen? Esther's doing now. She got, she got the plan. Now she's carrying out the plan. She's part, say, I'm participating in the plan. Yeah, God's plan was meant for you to participate in. God didn't give you a plan for you not to do it. God didn't give you a plan for, for you not to follow it. God didn't write a book for you not to put it into practice. Amen? Be a doer of the word. Not just to hear her only. Okay? So Esther got her divine plan. She sought the Lord. And she got favor from the king. Hallelujah. See, when you seek God, you get favor. Amen? 
So Esther found favor in the king's sight. She found favor with Mordecai. You know, Esther lost her parents. Esther was an orphan. But an orphan became a queen of a heathen nation that had 127 provinces that went from Iraq to Egypt. Or no, it went from Iraq to, uh, I don't know, he was from India to Iraq. I mean, vast. An orphan lady became queen. Can you say amen to that? Why did she become queen? Because God knew that this was going to come up. He needed someone in the place of authority to do something to save his people. See, God already knew what the enemy was going to do. So he had an inside woman to take care of things. Amen? Someone who would seek God, someone who would follow God's plan, and someone who would implement God's purpose. Hallelujah. Esther found favor with the person who oversaw the women for the king. Esther found favor from the king himself. That's why she became queen. It was the favor of God. Say the favor of God. Hallelujah. God's favor positions you for success. God's favor works for your behalf and it gives you benefits that others may not receive. I heard someone say it this way, favor ain't fair. Amen? But when someone is walking with God, when someone is serving God, when someone is following with God, he gives you favor. I had favor in Liberia. From the moment we walked off of that plane, we had favor. God was doing something. Amen? Let me just touch on the force of favor. Favor is something that can increase because the Bible says Jesus increased in stature and in favor with God and man. If Jesus can increase in favor, you can too. Why? Because you're a joint heir with him. See, I can increase in favor. Say, favor is increasing in my life. But in order to have the favor, you've got to be a follower. Favor is not for the disobedient. Favor is not for the rebellious. Favor is not for the, not doer, the non-doers. Favor is for those who closely follow after Christ. I don't know about you, but I need some favor. Amen? I'm not talking about party favors. I'm talking about favor from God that goes before you and causes good things to happen, makes divine connections, open doors that would never normally be opened. That's what favor does. Favor goes before you, and it works. Out of 127 or, or more women, Esther became queen. Why? What was the difference? The favor of God. Why did Joseph get promoted in Potiphar's house? It was the favor of God. Why did Daniel experience promotion after promotion after promotion in a kingdom that wasn't even his? It was the favor of God. There's a force of favor. Favor comes and grows to those who are aligned with God. Genesis 26.2, I'm just going to give it to you. Favor is increased by obedience. God told Isaac, if you obey me, I'll show you favor. Isaac had favor. He became richer than the king. Amen? 
Psalms 5.12, favor is blessed through righteousness. When you're living a righteous life, God gives you his favor. His favor is saying, you're mine, and I'm going to make good things happen for you. Hallelujah. Proverbs 3.3, favor comes by mercy and kindness. Proverbs 3.3, favor comes by mercy and kindness. Proverbs 8.35, find wisdom and you obtain favor. Who's wisdom? Jesus is wisdom. We have the Spirit of God who's the Spirit of wisdom. Amen? The Bible is wisdom. When you find wisdom, you obtain favor. Hallelujah. Proverbs 12.2, a good man obtains favor. What's a good man? It's a person who stands in awe of God. A good man is someone who follows God. Proverbs 11.27, diligent seekers find favor. Diligent seekers. That's what Esther was. She was a diligent seeker. Proverbs 13.15, good understanding wins favor. Ding, 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 we have a winner. You have one favor. Amen? Hallelujah. Proverbs 14.35, the wise and the discreet receive favor. 2 Corinthians 8.9, God's kindness and generosity is his favor. Okay? All right? Go, let's go to back to Esther chapter 5. Esther chapter 5 and verse 6. So the plan that God gave Esther was, she, said, she went to the king, he showed her favor. He said, I'll give you up to half the kingdom. Now, ladies, if you go to the king, he says, you can give you half the kingdom. Say, amen, praise the Lord. <laughs> right? So her first request was, join me for a banquet for you and Haman. Okay? And the king, he, he, he enjoys the banquet. She cooks him some good food, serves him something good to drink. Amen. Him and Haman are satisfied. And then he says, what's your request? He said, okay, would you join me for a banquet tomorrow? Okay, so this is God's plan, right? And, and cha- uh, chapter 5, verse 6, right? Uh, and uh, Esther said, well, actually verse 7, Esther answered and said, my petition and my request is. The third point, you've got to make your petition known. What's a petition? A petition is your request. It's what you're asking for. Amen? And uh, her purpose in asking was to please the king. Amen? How many want to please Jesus? Our goal is to please Jesus. How do we please Jesus? What's the one thing that we can operate in to please Jesus? Without blank, it's impossible to please God. Say it. Say it again. Faith. Amen? And where does faith come from? The Word of God. Right? Okay. So she, she had a purpose for her petition, right? She prepared for her petition to come to pass. She expected it to go her way. How many expect God, God, God's purpose to go your way? Amen? Her petition required faith and patience. You know, the Bible says through faith and patience we inherit the promises. Okay? Day one, banquet. 
Day two, banquet, but God was setting up the enemy, and he didn't even know it. The enemy was taken by surprise. He didn't even know what was happening. See, Haman had planned to hang Mordecai on gallows. He was going to hang him, and he was the one behind destroying the Jews. He was influenced by a demonic spirit. Okay? So, her, her petition took faith and patience. Okay? Now let's go down to, let's go to chapter 7, verse 3. Esther chapter 7, verse 3. So this was the second day, second banquet, right? She was just buttering the king up. <laughs> Amen? And she was setting up the enemy. And the enemy had no clue because God, the Bible says he makes you wiser than your enemies. And the, God will, when, when the enemy plans to destroy you, if you go to God, God will set him up to be destroyed himself. All right, 7-3. So then the queen uh, Esther answered, she prepared to expose the evil plots. All right? Then Esther, the queen answered and said, if I have found favor in your sight, O king, if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. For we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain and to perish. But if we had been sold for Bondmen or bondwomen, I, I would have held my tongue, although the enemy could not uh, countervail the king's damage. Then King uh, Ahasuerus answered and said unto Esther the queen, Who is he and where is he that dare presume in his heart to do so? Verse 6, Esther said, The adversary and the enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king. Because ah! Haman was so pr caught up in his own pride, he, he thought, I'm so special because Esther invited me to the banquet. Just me and the king, look at me, I'm so great. Pride comes before a fall. God just set him up and didn't even know what happened. But you've got to be prepared to expose the evil plot. You know, I notice this sometimes. When people do evil things, they need to be called out on the evil that they do. When Simeon, in the book of Acts, tried to buy the gift of laying on of hands and giving the gift of the Holy Spirit, because he saw when hands were laid on that power was transferred into people, he wanted to buy it, right? He offered money. Peter said, your money perish with you. You got to be ready to expose evil for evil. If someone is acting evil, call it out as evil. Amen? When uh, Elam, the sorcerer, when he tried to prevent Paul to preach the gospel, Paul dealt with it. He said, he, he called him out and he made him blind for a time. Amen? Sometimes we think, yeah, our problem is not people. We wrestle against flesh and blood. But when people is being influenced by evil, you've got to call it out. This is what Esther did, that evil, wicked Haman. She didn't say, oh, that nice Haman. She said wicked, right? She called Haman that, uh, that wicked Haman. Because what he was doing was wicked. What he was doing was evil. What he was doing was wrong. And Esther called him out on it. Amen? 
So the king went for a walk in the garden, and Haman fell on Esther, and that was it. They, they, put, a ba- they put a black sack over his face, and, and they hung him on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. And here, here's the good news. Number four, prepare for promotion. See, when, when, you, when you see God's face about a problem in your life, and he gives you the answer, and you start to implement the answer that God gave you, and uh, you prepare for it to come to pass, and you call out evil, now you've got to prepare for promotion. All right? Look at chapter 8, verse 1. On that day, everybody say one day. day. Oh, my goodness. Did the king Ahasuerus give the house of Haman, the Jews' enemy, unto Esther the queen? And Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was unto her. See, no one knew that Esther was a Jew, because Mordecai said, don't say you're a Jew. Her name was Hadassah, but she said, call yourself Esther. Right? You've got to be sneaky sometimes. Strategic, yes. Strategic is more better than sneaky. Right? Verse 2. The king took off his ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. Everything that he owned, everything that he, all of his investments, all of his holdings, all of his properties were transferred over to Mordecai. Why? Because Mordecai refused to be pressured to bow to a man, he was only going to let his bow to be to God. So you got to prepare for promotion. Amen? So Esther prepared her heart to seek God's plan. She participated. See, if you're going to seek God's plan, you got to be willing to do it. Moses tried to deliver Israel his way. And it resulted in murder. But then he delivered it God's way and it resulted in miracles. What would you rather be known for, murder or miracles? So you've got to participate in God's plan. You've got to make your petition known. If you, if you want something to change, go to God and see how to change it. If something in your family line needs to be changed... God has the answer to change it. He knows, how to ch- he knows how to reverse curses. Amen? He told Abraham, anyone who curses you is going to be cursed. So Abraham just says, bring it on. Right? Because if you try to curse me, you're going to be cursed. That's how we got to walk. Amen? But so many times... We try to solve our problems that come up with experience. Or we try to use our own knowledge. Well, I faced this before, so I'll just do what I did before. But you're not getting any fresh insight. You're not getting God's perspective. Every time David sought God for a battle, he won. Every time he did not seek God... It didn't turn out so good. Amen? So we got to be people who uh, seek the Lord. Then we got to participate in this plan. You got to make your petition known. 
you got to prepare to expose the evil plot. You know, the Bible says abhor that which is evil. You can hate what God hates, and you can love what God loves. There is evil in this world, and people are evil sometimes. You know, the Bible says in the New Testament, pray that we would be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men because not all men have the faith. Someone who does not have faith in God, I don't care how good they are, they're wicked and evil. Because God does not judge us by good works. He judges us by faith. Amen? And then Esther prepared for promotion. And if you read the last two verses of the book of Esther, it praised Mordecai how he had favor with the people and the people loved him and he, and he lived long days. And it was a, it, that's recorded in heaven. How Mordecai lived is recorded in heaven because it's in the last chapter, uh, chapter 10, I believe. Amen? So are you, are you ready to participate in God's plan? Are you ready to get God's plan for a problem that comes up in your life? Amen? We all have problems, different problems. It could be physical problems. It could be mental problems. It could be social problems. It could be family problems. Right? It could be financial problems. But God's got an answer for everyone. We just got to get God's perspective. We got to get God's strategy. We got to hear God's voice so that we can do what God wants us to do. Because what, when we do what God wants, that's guaranteed victory. That's guaranteed victory. I want a victory that's guaranteed. Amen? David knew his victory was guaranteed. Jesus knew his victory after the cross was guaranteed. He knew that there was a resurrection on the other side of that thing. So he had no problem facing the cross. Why? Because he had inside information from God. He was doing God's plan. He was participating in God's plan. And he, he walked to the cross. He gave his life. And on the third day, he rose again. That was easy. Amen? But this is really about seeking God. Seeking God. Why don't you stand to your feet? Hallelujah. Say, God has a plan for my life. And I can know his plan for my life because he wants me to know it. He will show it to me if I ask him. The Holy Spirit will give me understanding on how to operate in it. I'm going to commit to follow God with my life. All the days of my life. From this point on, I commit to walk with God. To do what he says. To go where he wants me to go. To be what he wants me to be. To possess what he's given me. He's given me good things. He has great benefits. My body is healed. My mind is alert. He supplies all of my needs. He causes me to abound. He gives me the victory. He always causes me to triumph. 
I overcome every enemy. And I walk in victory for my life. Now give God a shout for that. Give him a praise for that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, come on. Give him some praise. Amen. Give him some praise. Give him a whoop, whoop. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, God's plan is for everyone to be saved. God did not plan for people to, be per- to perish. Why? So what did he do? He sent his son Jesus to give his life as a sacrifice. To suffer and to die a brutal death. But in doing so, he paid our debt. Your debt has been completely and totally paid in full. Sin cannot, sin is the the creditor that can't call you up anymore, can't demand anything from you anymore. Your debt has been paid in full. Actually, you have been pardoned. You have been pardoned by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You have been set free from the dominion of sin so that you can live a victorious life. He showed us how to live a life following God. You can't go wrong following God. Some people follow him from a distance. But if you want to get a closer, you've got to move closer. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Lord, we are so grateful and thankful for what you have done for us by giving your life for us, shedding your blood for us, nailing our sins to the cross for us, rising again for us, and Lord, you're coming back for us. And we love you, Lord, and we thank you for this moment and for this time. We are going to step into the fullness of God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, God is the only thing. He's the only one that can fix what's broken in your life. He has got the tools. He has got the expertise. If you have broken relationships, if you have a broken body, if you have an organ that doesn't work, (laughs) if need be, he can make you a new one. Amen? Naaman got new skin. Didn't he? He was a leper. But after he followed the plan, dipping the Jordan seven times, prophet didn't even go out to him. He thought, well, there are much better rivers where I'm from. Why do I got to go in the Jordan? Because God said it. (laughs) It's only going to work if you go in the Jordan because God didn't say go anywhere else. The only solution to your problem is the Jordan. That's where you got to go. Why? God said it. Amen? He didn't do it. But then the little girl said, if he'd asked you to do something big, would you have done it? Yeah. Why don't you go do it? Okay. Look at my skin. It's like a baby's skin. See, he was reluctant at first to follow the plan. But when he did, he got the result. 
Some of you have missed results because you're not following the plan. You're doing your own thing. It's time we got to seek God. you got to turn your hearts to God. Amen? Don't even get fearful when things happen. We don't have a spirit of fear. If we don't have a spirit of fear, we shouldn't react fearfully. Amen? If you feel worry thoughts coming up on you, you know, you say, uh-uh-uh, you aren't coming here. Say, say it. Say, uh-uh-uh. You're not coming on me. I don't have a spirit of fear. I have a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? Don't let people call you crazy. Why? I have a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> Turn it back on them. Amen. Did this help you today? So in order to get God's plan, you've got to seek him with your heart and with your mind. And let him show you what you need to do and then just do it. Simple, isn't it? It works. Amen? Father, I give you thanks and praise that you cause your face to shine on these people tonight. Give them grace. Give them favor. Lord, and I thank you that you are gracious to them wherever they go. Lord, you open doors that wouldn't normally have been opened because of your love and favor that you have for us. And Lord, we just lift you high in this place and we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great night.